Welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast dedicated to discussions on digital marketing and digital patient engagement strategies for hospitals, health systems, and physician practices. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into a variety of topics on the digital tools, solutions, strategies, and processes that are impacting our industry today. We hope to share a lot of great information and have fun along the way. And now, here are your hosts, Reed Smith and Chris Boyer. All right. Well, special thanks to two people today. First of all, at the very top of the show, Reed, that was uh, Susan Shepard playing Auld Lang Syne on the piano. We want to thank her for that special recording. We'll hear more from her later on in this episode. But we also want to thank Michael Vensky, who recorded one of those intros for our show. We mentioned that he is an award-winning writer, actor, and a wedding officiant who also works in our industry. And you can find out more about him at michaelvensky.com. And right there, we just heard one of his vocal stylings, a special type of intro. The vocal stylings. What is that from? The vocal stylings of, I don't know, it's a movie. Somebody can let us know. <laughs> so that is Reed Smith. Reed is a award-winning Wedding officiant. No, he is an award. Yeah. yeah, I too am an officiant of weddings. No. Reed is a digital strategist, a social media expert. He works with hospitals, health systems, health companies across the country. He and I have collaborated on a number of projects. We've known each other for a number of years. You can learn more about Reed at socialhealthinstitute.com. And he is a co-host of the ever-popular Touchpoint podcast. Reed, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Of course, that's uh, that's Chris Boyer, much like myself, works with hospitals, healthcare systems, all those kinds of fun places around the country. He, too, could be found online. ChristopherBoyer.com is the blog and uh, web home of all things Chris. And then uh, social media at Chris Boyer on all the social channels. So uh, track us down and uh, let us hear from you. Of course, when you're out uh, surfing, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, rate, review us. Uh, you can head over to iTunes and do that. So here we are. Congratulations. We made it to the end of the year. That's right. And while we have not, I guess, technically gone a full year, like a full 12 months of the show, it's pretty dang close. Our first episode was on uh, February the 5th is when that hit iTunes. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we fell into a, a weekly rhythm one year anniversary is coming up, but we did uh, record most of 2017, and this, uh, I guess, is episode 47. That's right, 47. It's our special end-of-the-year show. We've been promoting this over the last couple of weeks. We really want to do this show to be a little bit of fun, extend a special thanks to all of our listeners, all of the different guests that we've had over the year, and our sponsors, because without them, we couldn't be where we are at today. So thank you, everyone. That's right. Absolutely. And speaking of our sponsors, uh, our very first sponsor now is called Loyal Healthcare, but Loyal's AI-driven platform provides healthcare systems with the tools needed to amplify patient feedback and guide patients through their digital journey. Yeah, they have a multidiscipline team of engineers, marketers, and even data scientists, and they partner with the nation's leading health systems to promote patient loyalty through a smarter digital patient experience. More information, and we would encourage you, of course, to uh, let them know that we sent you uh, when you go there to schedule that demo. But to check out their system and everything that they're doing, uh, head over to loyalhealth.com. That's L-O-Y-A-L health.com. Today, we are doing something a little bit different. 
and that's probably uh, obvious by the, the, the show title. So everything from the subject matter to the interview will be something a little different than you're used to. So I think it's kind of fun. It'll be a fun way to wrap up the end of the year and share some of the feedback that we've gotten. Uh, both uh, serious is maybe too serious of a word. I don't know. But anyway, uh, real, real <laughs> feedback and then also some fun stuff as well. So we're going to do an award show. I'm wearing a tux and, and tie. I sure am too. I'm wearing a tux and tie. And since I'm working from home, it's only from the waist up. Pajamas waist down. <laughs> it's going to be hosted by uh, Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood because they host everything. Or Steve Harvey. Maybe Steve Harvey because he also hosts everything. No, unfortunately, it's going to be hosted by the two of us. <laughs> yeah. But we're pretty good. We're a pretty good fill-in yeah. for most of those hosts. So for those of you who are scheduling for, you know, the upcoming Emmys, the Oscars, or even the, you know, MTV Awards, we'll be more than happy to fill in for any kind of host that might not be able to make their commitment yeah. this year. Yeah, absolutely. So we got some categories we, we sent out and asked for votes. And so thank mm-hmm. you for those that have responded and, and taken our little online survey. And we'll probably do more of those throughout the year. Not for end-of-the-year awards, per se, but just to get feedback, some ideas for topics and guests and things like that. Appreciate those that did that for us. So, are we ready to jump in? One of our first awards is the best cold open of the show. Now, Reed, why don't you tell people a little bit about why we started to do a cold open at the beginning of the show? Well, when Chris and I get on to record every week, we typically chat for a little bit, catch up maybe a minute or two on other other business and, and other ideas and just personally how things are going. And so some funny things started being said, and it was just a great way to kind of open the show, right? We're, we have a lot of fun with that. We think it's a really great way to kick off the show, and it just puts a little, hopefully puts a little smile on all of our listeners. That's right. One of our survey questions was, you know, which mm-hmm. was your favorite? Well, which was your favorite? My favorite was probably, and this is maybe a cop-out, but I'll have to go with the one that my daughter was on. I don't remember what episode that was. My middle mm-hmm. child, my oldest daughter... I recorded her. I was asking her some different questions, thinking about maybe getting something kind of funny, and it was good. All right, hey, I need you to say something funny for me, okay? Okay. It's for my podcast. What's a podcast? It's where I record myself talking, and then people listen to it on the internet. Who would want to listen to that? (laughs) That's good. So that was probably my favorite. That was good. What about you? I think one of my favorites was when you were getting into the 80s R&B. Mm. It was one of my favorites because, first of all, it just started to crack me up when you were talking about it. I don't even know how we got on that topic. But then it, it allowed me to do some creative uh, editing. If we're going to go 80s R&B, I'm going to have a hard time not talking about New Edition. New Edition may be the best band there's ever been. Think about the lineage that came out of New Edition. Out of there, you get Johnny Gill, Ralph Trezevant, Bobby Brown, and Belle Biv DeVoe. I mean, as a group, had a ton of hits, and then all individually had hits. They're like the the Beatles of 80s R&B. I'm telling you, man, there's nothing better. I mean, that is the 80s to me in my mind. Johnny Gill is the Sammy Hagar of R&B. It did actually garner a vote. Everybody kind of had a different take. We did have one that that seemed to rise to the uh, the top, you know, the top 3 
were me talking about 80s R&B, Harry Carey, if anybody remembers the Harry Carey audio <laughs> clip. Yeah. But the winner by unanimous knockout me talking about my trip to Arby's. I'm a big fan of Arby's. I'm a big fan of roast beef in general. Going through the drive-thru, you know, and you, you order a combo, but I don't know, the, the number one, the sandwich, fries, and drink. Get to the window, and I'm like, you know, there's no fries in here. And they were like, well, we didn't charge you. And I was like, right, well, but I ordered fries. And they were like, yeah, but we didn't charge you. It's one of these scenarios, it's like, do I need to like just circle the restaurant again? We can't allow people to have any like common sense. Now Reed, if we uh, ever make Touchpoint podcast t-shirts, are we gonna include that line about you going to Arby's? If anybody would like to buy a Touchpoint t-shirt, let us know. I'll even make one up just if you'll wear it. Our next award category was the best episode topic, just from a subject matter standpoint. Now, before we get into you know what people actually voted on, I went back and looked at the popularity both on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Uh, one of the most popular ones is episode number five, Voice of the Customer. Also, episode number 27, Is SEM Really SEO Now?, and episode 39, which is the cybersecurity risk for hospitals. Uh, and then there's several others that rank in there as well. Episode 20, which was very popular, especially at the time, which was the top 20 digital marketing tips mm-hmm. that we had folks submit. And even the mm-hmm. first several episodes of the podcast uh, still rank very high, which are customer journey mapping, content management systems, online reputation management, and CRM. People still listening to, to many of the older episodes uh, quite a bit. But on SoundCloud, we have number five is episode seven, which is the digital team structure, followed by episode 14, which is live from the forum. Then number three was, again, the other live recording, which was from HCIC, again, here in Austin. And then uh, number two, uh, the aforementioned episode 20, which is the top 20 digital marketing tips submitted by uh, all of you fine folks. And then number one is episode number one, customer journey mapping. So people are still finding that and listening to that. Mm -hmm. So that's what the analytics are telling us. I actually really liked episode 20, where everyone was able to submit their top 20 digital tips. Uh, We heard from a variety of different people. Some of those tips actually led to further ideas for episodes of podcasts. And I really hope that we do another one of those in the near future. We're coming up on our 50th episode. Maybe we'll do a 50th retrospect the same way. That would be, that would be an excellent idea. Excellent idea. I would say uh, one of the ones I enjoyed doing was the digital planning for 2018. That was episode 35. Mm-hmm. So let's turn to what the people said then. What were the top three episodes that were voted for? Okay. In the number three spot, we've got episode 20, uh, which is the top 20 Ooh. digital marketing tips. We also have... Episode number 25, Is Social Media Good for Our Health? So that was, that was a good one. And overwhelmingly, the number one episode, uh, as voted on by our listeners, is episode number 41, Defining Consumerism in Healthcare. That is a really good episode. Yep. I really enjoyed recording yep. that episode. You and I were talking about that for quite a while before we actually yeah. uh, did record it, and it came together in a really good way. So I'm glad that everyone really liked that one, and I hope that we do more in the future. I think that really is a, a really cool topic and one that we need to explore even further. Yeah. 
let's turn to an award that we didn't ask people to vote for because, quite frankly, they probably wouldn't have known the answer to, which is an award between you and I, which is the best episode topic that we didn't record. Now, for people listening, Reed and I come up with a lot of different topics, and there were a couple of topics that we've we've kind of left on the cutting room floor. Maybe we're going to revisit them. Maybe we're going to address them in the future. From your perspective, what are uh, two of the best episode topics that we haven't recorded yet? Mm, I guess what comes to mind for me is we've kind of steered away from social media as a topic to some degree. And maybe that's just because of our backgrounds. We quote unquote do social media and have been a part of social media for so long. Most of what we're doing uh, seems to kind of, I mean, obviously it's a part of every episode, I guess, to some degree. But from a topic standpoint, I'm looking back here and we didn't get to social media until episode 13. So we, we recorded a dozen episodes before we even talked specifically about social media in an episode. So we've talked a lot about how is that evolving? What does that mean? Is it really even a thing anymore? Mm-hmm. Or is it just a tool mm-hmm. or application? That's a really good one. I think that we need to explore social media a little further. One topic that I would really like to talk about in the upcoming year is marketing automation. I think a lot of people are confused about the proper uses of marketing automation. So I would really like to go a little bit deeper into marketing automation, how to apply it, what are some best use cases for it. I'm sure we could do a number of episodes around that, but that's one particular type of technology we haven't even addressed yet. Absolutely. And coincidentally, that is the winner of this particular award. Uh, so marketing automation can expect to get their plaque, whatever whatever it is that we're handing out, uh, as far as the best episode topic we didn't, we didn't record. Of course, if you have one, we'd love to hear from you because we are planning those. And because our episodes uh, come coupled with an interview... Uh, on said topic, some of our editorial calendar is driven by those experts and when we can get certain interviews done and you know some of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what that is something we will definitely uh, spend more time on. Hey, we want to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors, and that's our good friends at Binary Fountain. You know, as a healthcare marketer, it's probably pretty obvious these days how much time you're spending uh, on reviews, ratings relative to hospitals, physicians, all that kind of good stuff. You know, too many of those are going unanswered and they're certainly not being analyzed. This could be costing us new and current customers. It could be impacting our patient experience scores and potentially impacting our revenue. Luckily, our good friends at Binary Fountain have an online reputation management platform called Binary Health Analytics. If you'd like to learn more or even schedule a demo, visit them online at binaryfountain.com. That's binaryfountain.com. So the next one, this is something that we did not ask for as, as well, but it's the winner for the best elevator pitch of our podcast that we've heard from a listener. We get asked all the time, oh, so, okay, great, you have a podcast, what's it about? And so Chris and I have to, you know, kind of dance around the, well, it's about this and that, and here's what we do. And, and we've gotten better at that over the months that we've done this podcast, or over 2017. Even though we, we get really good at talking about what our podcast is about, I think it's even better when people talk about our podcast to us. One person in particular approached me at a recent conference and uh, she is going to win the best elevator pitch of our podcast and that is 
Bridget Thomas of Medicom Health. Bridget said to me, you really should call this podcast Chris and Reed Mansplain Healthcare Digital Marketing. (laughs) (laughs) I think that sums it up pretty nicely, Reed. What do you think? Yeah, that could be our new byline, I guess. She was very complimentary of the podcast, obviously. Uh, I think it was at the Healthcare Internet Conference. Um, So we we certainly appreciate uh, her and her support. She meant it lovingly, really. I mean, she, 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 she was really quick to explain that that was a joke. And I know for sure that, you know, when she meant that, she really didn't mean that we were mansplaining healthcare because, in fact, what she really meant is that we have deep discussions about healthcare, digital marketing, and phrase it in ways that people can help understand. Yeah. And what I just did is mansplained her elevator pitch, just so yeah. you know. Okay. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's like a loop of, okay. So our next award is one that we wanted to turn over to the listeners of our podcast, but we thought it would be too confusing because we ourselves are a little bit confused about this. And that is the best alternate name of Touchpoint Touch Counterpoint over the year. We went back and forth about what this should be really called. You and I actually debated it earlier on. I still think to this day that if you ask us at any given point of the week what that segment name is, well, we might come up with a different name. Yeah. So I've thought through this quite a bit, and I think it's the simplest yet most confusing alternate title, which is, of course, of course the, the real name is Touchpoint, Touch Counterpoint. And very early on, I made the comment, are you sure it's not Touchpoint, Counter Touchpoint? Or you know what, now that I say that, maybe it was vice versa. Maybe the real name was actually Touchpoint, counter touch point and i asked should it be touch point touch counterpoint see that's the point like i don't even know i don't remember where we started or which one it started out being so i think that's the best alternate name at this point um it's like a 1a 1b like i'm not sure which one we started with yeah. and i'm not sure which one i asked about so there you go from the onset as i just said when we first talked about this read that I always thought of it to be called Touchpoint, Touch Counterpoint. And there was a deliberate reason by this. And and a lot of people have asked me, why do we do this argument? Well, part of it is because Reed and I like to argue with each other. Mental argument about particular topics, it makes for a very entertaining audio. But it also helps us to sometimes frame up an argument that we hear often when we're working with hospitals or working within hospitals around a particular topic. But quite frankly, you know, the inspiration of this came from an old Saturday Night Live skit from the original Saturday Night Live, where they they did point-counterpoint, and it was Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin arguing against each other during one of their fake news segments way back when. And uh, so I just decided when we we created this podcast, I said, this would make for a really good segment in the podcast. And turns out, it did, right? Absolutely. One of the award questions that we asked people to weigh in on was who won that Segment. We've had one in every episode. I guess uh, maybe we didn't in the twenty, the top twenty, and maybe the live episodes. But basically, we've had them in all the episodes. And so we asked people, "Who do you think won? Was it me, well, Chris, or neither of us?" What, from your your perspective, who do you think won? Well, I mean, I did. I mean, that's clearly what I would choose. Well, Reed, you know, I mean, I can understand why you might want to say that, but, you know, quite frankly, I have to say that 
I think I'm the winner because I had superior arguments throughout. Every type of argument that we've had, I've always was able to one-up you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and this brings us to the winning response. Probably not a surprise that the majority of people that responded uh, chose neither. What? <laughs> yeah. I disagree with the findings. Yeah. Recount, recount. <laughs> so I guess neither of us get an award. I'm going to put this award down then. I was about to give it to myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Well, here's a couple of clips of some interesting arguments we've had. Touch point, touch counterpoint. There are two sides to every story. Ready? Fight! Alright, so this segment is called Touchpoint, Touch Counterpoint. So our topic is customer journey mapping. You'll take the pro of why it's good, why mapping customer journey is important, and I'll take the con. This is loosely based on a debate format where, you know, where we take different sides of a particular argument. Very loosely based. I think everything we do is loosely based. <laughs> Hope is not a strategy, my friend. Hope is not a strategy? All right, everybody, I'm going to pause the podcast right here, let everybody tweet that out with Chris's name associated to it. I actually believe you honestly have to be 100% transparent online. Only if you want to be unemployed. That's terrible advice. So I think there's things we can learn uh, that really may help put us ahead of our local or regional competitors, you know, as we continue to plan and look towards the future. I don't think hearing a case study of how Oreo was using social media effectively through the Super Bowl is going to help us in a hospital setting. Okay, so if it's not in our job description, we shouldn't do it. Is that what your argument is? I disagree with that. I think that we should be out there actively inserting ourselves into this conversation and actually showing up at the meetings. I mean, quite frankly, change doesn't just come to our doorstep. We have to start implementing that change, and it's our imperative to drive that change. (laughs) So let's all make signs and go march around the hospital as marketing leaders about, you know, or let's have a sit-in for our our patient portal. Next up in our award show is the award for the best guest expert that we've had on the show. Reed, we've had a variety of experts over the year, and we're really appreciative of all the smart people that have volunteered their time to make our show much more valuable because, quite frankly, we, we wouldn't be where we're at without all the experts that we've had. They lend a certain amount of credibility, obviously, to what it is that we're talking about and, you know, and all mm-hmm practical purposes they actually are doing these things i think it's probably one of the better parts of the show and of course lets us get some different voices in there as well so so reed do you have a favorite that you you want any expert in particular that you're a favorite of of course some of them i interview some of them you interview you know that kind of thing but i'll pick one actually that we've both interviewed uh and that's uh bobby ratu so he's been guest he's also been on an entire set uh, entire episode i guess mm-hmm 
Uh, is he the only one besides the live ones that has done that? I guess so. And so Bobby obviously uh, spends a lot of time in the production world. He's good uh, on camera, as they say. I would say Bobby. That's a good one. Bobby is was a really good host and also guest. He joined us at the when we were doing the strategic planning for 2018, and uh, yeah, that was that was right. a really good format that we had. And we're we're totally open to talking to other people about maybe participating as being part of our show in, in a much more expanded format. So reach out to us if you're interested yes, for sure. Yes. One of my favorite guests, I suppose even though it was probably one of the worst audio quality I've ever had, uh, was early, <laughs> early on when we talked to Rob Bergfeld at uh, Anova. Oh, yeah. And he recorded him while he was driving through the traffic in, in D.C. One of the things about that conversation, it was really informative. There was a lot of excitement. And, and unfortunately, sort of the, the poor audio quality may have taken away from the impact of that audio. So I've been threatening to have him back on our show to do a, a cleaner recording of, a, a, you know, another type of topic. But I really like him as a guest. I think he's really smart. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be great. And I think there's plenty of topics he could obviously speak to. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. this is one of those that we asked in our listener survey. And so, uh, you ready for the top three? Oh yeah, let's do it. We had several people nominated, if you will. You know, the aforementioned Bobby Ratu was one of those. Lance Lunsford from the Texas Hospital Association and many others. But in the number three spot, one of our more recent ones that you actually did, Gary Frazier. Oh yeah, Gary. He was great. I look forward to maybe having him back on in the future. In the second slot was actually one of our very early on. Uh, I was going to see if I could tell what number show that was real fast. I think it was episode six, Digital Professionalism, was another one with not good audio, but it was uh, Dr. Brian Vardabedian. That was one I did from the trade show floor from South by Southwest back in March. And the winner with at least twice as many votes as anybody else, which I, I don't know, this could be rigged. I'm not entirely sure, but is <laughs> is Matt Gove from Piedmont Health. Matt Gove, that was such a great interview. That was in episode five when we talked about the voice of the customer. Voice of the customer. He was also on our first live recording from the forums. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's getting double counted because he was on two episodes. Or maybe he's just rigging the vote, like you said. You know, he's so sophisticated digital that he probably has, you know, his minions going out there and voting for him through our uh, special survey. So that's right. I wouldn't that's put right. it past him at all. He was on episode five, and like you mentioned, and then uh, again in episode 14. Uh, Gary Frazier being uh, more recent. Mm-hmm. Don't remember exactly which one that was. I think episode 41. Was that the one on consumerism? Yes. And then Dr. V uh, back down uh, at episode six. So be sure to check those out and uh, certainly appreciate everybody voting. And Matt, your hardware is in the mail. Just keep checking that mail every day. Your right. word, it will eventually come. Trust us. Wink, wink. Hey, Chris, before we go too much further, jump into this next segment of the podcast, I did want to uh, mention and thank uh, one of our sponsors, Influence Health. Uh, You know, they've got a consumer experience platform that that covers several things. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we've, we've talked about content management systems on this podcast. Yeah, we did. What about CRMs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we covered CRMs for sure. And then obviously each and every week we talk about digital marketing. So digital marketing systems, uh, you know, in one way, shape or form have probably been covered, right? 
That's right. Digital marketing systems. And I would say that we even talk about it in a way of uh, that overall digital consumer experience. Well, there you go. I, you know, I would, I would recommend for anybody interested in one of those topics uh, or anything else, they've also got some complimentary solutions on their website, but, but head over to their website, take a look at what they've got and what they're offering relative to CMS, CRM, digital marketing systems, kind of how all that is woven together in what they call their consumer experience platform. Find your way over to influencehealth.com. Now, Reed, there's another award that we want to give around around our guest interview. Uh, it's the guest interview that needed the most editing. And this is a special award that I want to give off to people because I do most of the editing. And sometimes, the, like I mentioned before, the audio quality is pretty bad. And that requires a little bit of you know, work on my end. Sometimes, like with Gary Frazier, you mentioned Gary Frazier. Uh, when we were recording him, what was interesting is I was getting some horrible feedback into my microphones. So I would have to ask him a question and then put my microphones off of my head and let him answer. So I would be able to really, so I wouldn't, it wouldn't bounce around in my head when I was editing. It was really, really bad audio, but we ended up getting a good clip out of that. But the one, the guest interview that needed the most editing, the award goes to Matt Gove as well. Oh, good. Matt Matt is cleaning up. Matt is cleaning up on the award front so far. Now, but the reason why, Reed, we had to edit his interview so much was, first of all, he had a lot of great content. It was just that Matt has, let's just say, a way with words. And sometimes his words might carry the explicit rating. If you go back and listen to that, to that interview, you might notice that every so often there's a little tiny click of an edit. That is me potentially editing out a uh, an adverse word or a negative word that might get us to uh, to an explicit rating. Well, there you go. But again, if you go to iTunes and look, Voice of the Customer, Episode 5, still one of the most popular episodes even all these months later. So I mm-hmm. uh, certainly appreciate his time and look forward to having him back on in the future as well. The next award is the best guest who recorded the podcast furthest from their home. Let me, let me say that again. So the guest who recorded the podcast furthest from their home. So we, uh, we do all of these interviews or most of these interviews via the interwebs, of course. And uh, just like Chris and I record every episode, but occasionally uh, those people may not be in their office or away from their home. They may be traveling or in the case of the winner, we may actually do it in person when we're both away from home, if that makes sense. So The winner is Stephanie Ayers from the Mayo Clinic. Uh, We recorded, uh, although it didn't air as part of it, we recorded uh, Stephanie's interview uh, when she was in town in Austin for uh, the Healthcare Internet Conference. Her interview did not run until several weeks later, but we recorded while she was there for the conference. So she lives in Rochester, Minnesota. She was here in Austin, Texas, therefore she wins the award for being the guest who recorded the podcast furthest from their home. Well, you know, what's interesting, too, is didn't she at one point live in Austin and worked in uh, locally in Austin? Yeah. She lived in Austin prior to moving to Rochester for the job at the Mayo Clinic. I believe it was right before. 
And so anyway, so she was, yeah, she was kind of back home, so to speak, although not where she currently lived. Well, congratulations, Stephanie. Our next award, this is the highly coveted award of the show, I would say. This is the award for the best fan of the Touchpoint podcast. Now, Reed, we've had a lot of fans approach us over the year and talk to us about the podcast, how much they love the show. And they've given us a lot of different different types of feedback, and they've shared with us that they really like listening to the show. People may have posted on LinkedIn that they listen all the time. In fact, just recently, a couple people commented you know, about how much they liked the last episode. Some have gone above and beyond and actually written reviews, which is very nice. We have several ratings on uh, on iTunes, a dozen or so, but we've had some people that have gone the extra mile and actually written a review. So like Dr. Robert Jones, he loves hearing thoughts, uh, thought leaders in digital marketing, healthcare, look forward to future episodes, et cetera, et cetera. So we've had some people give us some really nice feedback, which is much appreciated. But what's interesting is I think one of our biggest fans is someone that came from an interesting source, so to speak. Yes. Without further ado. Why don't we go ahead and announce, introduce that the winner of our best fan is Susan Shepard. Now, Susan Shepard, for those of you who may not know, is the mother of my wife, Margaret Shepard. We've done a special interview with her, which is going to air right after this. But what, what's interesting about this is I told her early on that we, uh, we recorded a podcast. Without me knowing it, she started listening, and she became an avid fan of ours. <laughs> An avid fan, so much of an avid fan that when I was in town for uh, Chris's wedding, which obviously she was in attendance because her daughter was on the other side of the altar from Chris, she uh, gave me some feedback on some of the recommendations I'd given, and it, it was very obvious she listens to every episode. Uh, we'll say we'll say that. So it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we all took a picture together, mm-hmm. uh, which maybe we'll, we'll put in the show notes. She is the fan of 2017. She sure is. I mean, Reed, I, would, I often get text messages from her about an hour after we post the podcast of her commenting about things that we talked about in the podcast. Without further ado, let's, uh, let's roll that uh, quick acceptance speech slash interview, and uh, then we'll get back to it. Congratulations, Susan Shepard for being our number one fan. Reed and I want to extend to you a very hearty congratulations. How does it feel? Well, I'm very, very honored to be your number one fan. <laughs> now, a lot of people listening in may not know who you are. Do you want to share with them a little bit about who you are and how we know each other? Well, I am Chris's mother-in-law, <laughs> and he told me about the podcast, and I immediately started listening to it. <laughs> now, what's interesting, Susan, is that you are not in healthcare marketing at all, yet you listen to it every week. Now, why is that? Well, I think that you can always learn something. And since digital is the way the world is going, I just enjoy listening and learning and thinking that in the business world that that this is very, very important. Mm -hmm. It's not nothing to do with you being related to me? No. (laughs) I get that helps a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. I wouldn't know about it. Now, you met Reed and I recently at our wedding. Well, not Reed and my wedding, but (laughs) the wedding I had with your daughter, Margaret. Correct. When you first met Reed in person, what was one of the first things you thought about? Well, it was a connection with the voice, and Mm -hmm. I 
could uh, relate then to how he speaks and being from Texas and the tractor thing. It just was a good connection. Did he look like what you thought he would look like? I'm not really sure about that. <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yes. He's very friendly. Yes. So he's a nice yes. guy. Yeah. So you've been listening to our podcast since the onset. Is there anything from the podcast that you learned or picked up or maybe are using today in your everyday life? Well, I guess the one where you talked about the wearable devices. And I think that that is one thing, just as a a user myself, I track my steps and that kind of thing. And I just think connecting that with your health care your doctors, etc. I think that that could be really valuable. Now, I know some people may think that's an invasion of privacy, but I think that the more that we can know about our health, the better it's going to be. You've took the survey, right? The the end of the year survey. Mm -hmm. So tell us some of the answers that you had. What's one of your (laughs) most favorite recommendations? Well, I really appreciated the one about the tractor (laughs) because I live, I grew up on a farm. So uh, that one was really interesting to me. And also there was one about, there's an app for a ruler. But I thought that was really interesting too. And then of course, all the gadgets that either Chris or Reed suggest, I think are very interesting, whether you buy them or not. Did you like any particular topic that we've talked about outside of the wearable one, which you said before? Mm-hmm. Is there another topic that you thought would be, was interesting? Well, I think like the robot one. Oh, the one where we talked about robots and chatbots? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really interesting, too, because that crosses all lines. That's not just healthcare. That goes mm-hmm. uh, across all lines. Have uh, you ever worked with a chatbot or a robot on the phone before? No, I haven't. Do you think you could in the future? Possibly. They're making it so you don't even know anymore. Right. So that's the hard part. For all you know, that Reed and I are robots doing this podcast. You know. I hope not. <laughs> Was there any particular guest that you liked? Just your last podcast last week, I thought... David was really dynamic and very interesting to listen to. So we'd like to have a little bit of fun on the podcast. Are there any things on the podcast that you thought were funny or interesting or made you laugh? Well, you're always your intros make me laugh. You had the a countdown of the months, what each month was for. <laughs> I thought that was really that was really interesting. But I've probably always chuckled at your intros. <laughs> Well, you know, those months were actually, those are real months. Yeah. We weren't kidding. No, those I know. Real. I know. But I never knew about those before. Yeah. So. And it's funny that healthcare marketers across the country that are using social media, they have that list of months there so they can actually create content around that. Wow. It's fascinating to me. So what's your favorite music on the podcast? I would say I like them all, but maybe the recommendations music. The music at the very end. Mm-hmm. That's been one of our favorites. I think that might be actually one that, that wins mm-hmm. our, our award this mm-hmm. year. Is there a special message that you want to give Reed in particular, since he's not here with us today, that you want to say to him? Because I know he's going to be listening in. Please compost. (laughs) That's great. And then another message, anything you want to say to listeners of the podcast that may be hearing it for the first time or maybe, you know, that are maybe not as rabid of a fan as you are, what would you say to them? Just keep listening. You, You just never know what tidbit you might pick up that will change something in your life. Well, that's awesome. Now, I introduced you as Susan Shepard, but I also call you mom. Correct. So, mom, thank you so much for being on the show. We're so happy that you could be part of it. And congratulations on winning the award for our number one fan. Thank you so much. I'm honored.
All right, next award is for the best music. So this was uh, part of the listener survey, and we asked folks to um, vote for their favorite non-speaking audio part. So what was the best music? What was their favorite music they got to listen to on the podcast? You know, much like some of the others, this was uh, somewhat of a poll. So you, you picked one. So it's not that you couldn't like one, you know, more than one, but this was which one did you like the best? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had everything from, you know, the intro music for the for the episode itself to, you know, the intro for Ask the Expert, the touch point, touch counterpoint intro, the closing music credit, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you got to choose which one you liked best. So Reed, before we announce the winner, I'll just take a little second to talk about why the music is as it is. So first of all, we get all the music from Creative Commons, and we'll put a link in the show notes. I I put the link in most of the show notes around where we get the music from. There is a uh, a person that does 8-bit video game techno music, I guess. And I can't really pronounce his name or the names of some of these titles here. He did all of these. And I'm, I'm just always been a really big fan of the 8-bit music being, I guess, mm-hmm. raised on Super Mario Brothers. I, you know, it's just something that sure. really kind of hit close home to me. But, you know, when we first put this together and we started putting the music together, I, I remember running some of the, the music bumpers by you. And, you know, I saw that quizzical look in your eye, but I think it kind of grew on us. And a lot of people really like this music. Yeah. Um, what, what's one of your favorites, Reed? I mean, I like them all, obviously, but you know, one that's not used much because we don't, you know, we don't do it very often. But it's the the what is news intro. What 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 is news? Yeah, that's a good one. That was yeah. the one we ran for a couple times, and we kind of and we kind of sunsetted that segment. I really like the uh, Ask the Expert intro because you only get the first part of it, but uh, quite frankly, the rest of the song gets really grooving and it's really a good tune. And listeners vote for it all right so uh there there were five choices and so in third place well i I guess i could do them all there's only five Mm -hmm. all right so in fifth place receiving the fewest amount of votes was the touch point touch counterpoint intro oh fourth what is news and in third place so podium finish ask the expert intro Nice. Second was the actual intro to the entire episode. So our Mm -hmm. our initial music, our intro music. And winning was the closing credit music. So that is a really good song. And what we'll do at the end of this episode, we'll attack that entire song on so you can hear it all the way through. If you don't want to listen to it, don't worry. You don't have to listen to it all. But why don't we go ahead and we'll tack it on to the very end of this episode if you want to hear it all because... It's a pretty rocking song. And I guess, is that good? Because that means people have listened to the end. The yeah. favorite music is at the end. So very cool. Very, very good stuff. Very good stuff. Now, 
now we're going to get to the award for the oddest place we recorded an episode. The the oddest place that we record yeah. an episode. Now, most of the time, yeah. Reed, you and I record from our home offices, and we've talked about yeah. sort of the audio quality of your home office and how you're improving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Still, still, still echoey, but hopefully in 2018, you know, we'll we'll see some improvements there. But we have done some other other places. Obviously, we, the, we've mentioned them a number of times at this point, but the two different conferences uh, where we recorded an episode. So, I mean, that obviously was, was off-site. I think right? one, of the, one of the ones that I think is oddest is when you and I were recording and you were in your truck. Yeah, I was. I did record from my mobile office once. <laughs> Your mobile office. I, I remember that. And it, I mean, I live in Texas and it was the summer and I had to like turn the car off because you could hear the car and man, it got hot. <laughs> oh, dude, it got, it got pretty, pretty hot in there. So that's um, one, of, one of the runner ups though. But I think the winner, where's the winner, Reed? Yeah. So the winner is, uh, and I don't remember why I did this or what the problem was. I was, I went through a stint there where my, uh, home internet was a little spotty. It's gotten better in the last several months. Mm-hmm. But in any case, I was having some issues, I think, with you know being able to reliably get voice over IP to work, right? So mm-hmm. I had to go somewhere. And the closest place I could get to that had internet I could get on that I knew I, it could be somewhat quiet. And I actually remember the episode. It was it was episode twenty. It was the one with the the user submitted tips, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the uh, public library, which in and of itself is not that odd. But it was the public library in Bertram, Texas. So mm-hmm. somebody can look that up on a map if you can find where Bertram is. Congratulations! But it's wow. a little bitty library, way out northwest of Austin, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. If I recall, when you were recording this, people were walking by and kind of looking in to see what you were doing. I was in kind of a side room, but it was up by the kind of the front door where you come in. And I think this is a room that's typically used for like uh, public meetings and you know community events and things like that so i was the only one in kind of this larger space and i was trying to kind of get in a corner where hopefully i could kind of sound dead in a little bit but yeah yeah it was it was interesting so (laughs) that's great i'm probably the only person that's ever recorded a podcast in bertram so well thank uh, you bertram library for yeah offering a free public space for us to record this podcast All right, so the next award uh, is for the top city. So through some of our analytics, which are which are okay, mm-hmm. the analytics are not great, and that's some of the improvements we're making in 2018 and some of the technology uh, that we're using around the podcast. But, but in any case, more to come on that. We do have through SoundCloud uh, cities. It mm-hmm. tells us, obviously, the geography in which people are listening to the podcast. And so we have the top cities for the huh. year. So I thought I thought that'd be fun. Uh, we can give uh, an, a, a city the award of the most listened to uh, touchpoint city. But let me just quickly rattle through the top ten, uh, ending with the uh, with the winner at number one. So number ten, Miami, Florida. Wow. So we're we're big down in. Uh, well, we have South some big Beach. fans down there. We have some fans down there in Miami. Yeah, we do. We do. Some good folks down there yeah. at the University of Miami. Uh, number nine, is it Boyton, Virginia? B-O-Y-D-T-O-N? Boyton, yeah. Virginia. Boyton, Virginia. Uh, number eight, uh, Spring, Texas. And Spring is a suburb of Houston. 
that's ah. really just kind of part of Houston. So again, these are very granular. Uh, number eight, Spring, Texas. Number seven, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hmm. Your hometown, or where That's you currently right. live. That's right. Uh, but we do have we have a, quite a few listeners there. Uh, nice. Number six, Ashburn, Virginia. Oh. So again, another Virginia. Uh, Virginia so far leading the way from a state perspective. Uh, Chicago, Illinois at number five, followed by Austin, Texas at number four. Which some may, people may think that's me listening, but I don't live in Austin. Again, this is very, 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 very granular. So <laughs> Liberty Liberty Hill doesn't come in until like number nineteen or something. So anyway, Austin, Texas, number four. Uh, Rochester, Minnesota, number three. So we're, we're on the on the podium. So number three, Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, probably some of our friends there at the Mayo Clinic, which is great. And our number one fan. Yeah, and our number one fan. There you go. So number one and number two, both from the same state. One and two, both from the same state. And I don't know, I say I don't know anybody. I don't specifically, I don't spend any time in either one of these towns, at least not on a regular basis. Number two, San Jose, California. And number one, San Francisco. Well, there you go. We're big in the, we're big in the Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, all the tech people out there listen to us on a regular basis. Well, so Reed, you know what this means? We need to do a uh, a business trip out to San Francisco, California, and record. Yeah, we should definitely do that. And as a quick aside, outside of the United States, we're huge in Israel, followed by France and the United Kingdom. So there you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. Chris, good news: the healthcare industry now has its own domain name. What? Absolutely. Everybody knows that organizations have .org, education has .edu. Well, now .health is available and quickly becoming the home for all health-related content online. And listeners to our podcast can visit git.health slash touchpoint. Visit git.health slash touchpoint now. Next award on the list is the best recommendation. This is one we probably should have put on the user survey, user feedback, yeah. and just uh, it was an oversight on our part. But we actually we actually had uh, somebody say take the survey and then say, oh, and by the way, this was my favorite recommendation. So, so that'll be the winner, I suppose, right? So yeah. we'll, before we lead up to that. Why don't we talk about the idea? You came up with this idea as well, Reed, to say we should insert recommendations. Tell us a little bit about where that came from. I want to say it came from, well, I've heard several podcasts do it. There is the podcast, How to Be Amazing with Michael Egan Scott. Um, And he does a thing at the end. It's like five questions that he asks. His podcast is him interviewing somebody famous. And at the end, he asks him for five things. and, And they're basically recommendations. It's like a book, food anything from their life, you know, stuff like that, right? Also, one of the podcasts I've historically listened to, it's a little nerdy, but uh, Mac Break Weekly, which is part of uh, This Week in uh, Tech. And so at the end of those episodes, they would ask uh, each of the people, each of the guests, because he would have several folks uh, on the episode with him, and they would cover, you know, news uh, around Apple and things like that. And so they would all, you know, have a recommendation. Most of them were apps and some things like that, technology related stuff. And so just the idea of just recommending something uh, sounded like kind of a neat, 
kind of a neat deal. Yeah, well, I thought it was a great idea. And, you know, what's interesting is sometimes when we go into an episode and start recording, we get to the end where we have recommendations. Both of us have forgotten to pick out a recommendation from that week. And there's this period of time where people don't hear, where we're scrambling around trying to say, okay, what are we going to recommend? What are we going to recommend? That was really funny. But I have some favorites, or at least I have a favorite that you recommended at one point in time. It was a while back, way back in episode 23, like over half episodes ago, you actually recommended the Texas Instruments Solar Battery Powered Scientific Calculator. Oh, yeah. I really liked that one. I, I didn't go out and buy it. But I thought that that was like so quintessential touchpoint recommendation. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some others that you said that were pretty, pretty out there. But this was one that just felt like exactly in alignment with what our audience should want. So that Texas Instruments calculator, I think it was yeah. the, the TI-30X. Yeah, I've got my TI-30 right here on my desk. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey. This is from eighth or ninth grade, maybe something like that. <laughs> It's a testament to Texas Instruments right there. There it is. They're still around. All all these years. (laughs) What was one of your favorite recommendations, Reed? Mine, strangely enough, this is weird. But anyway, it's from the same exact episode when you recommended the uh, Lego, which I like Legos anyway and have since I was a kid. My son's gotten really into them you know, through some of his last several years and, and things like that. But anyway, is the Lego architecture set. And I know that there's some different ones that you can get that are more... I guess you can get the different buildings, right? Like there's mm-hmm. some that's like the... And I can't think of what some of them are, but like uh, some of the Frank Lloyd Wright houses isn't falling yep. water in one of them or something like that. Yeah. But the one I particularly like is the Lego architecture set that is, I don't know if it has a different name or not, but I think it's the one you recommended where it's all the white and clear That's pieces right. and it has the book and stuff and you can yep. learn some different architecture techniques and some different things like that anyway and build and kind of fill around. So yeah, that's probably mine. So I have my Lego architecture set right here, Reed. It's right here by my desk. It's my little inspiration. So yes, that's awesome. Okay, well, yeah. so those are our favorites. Uh, even though we didn't ask people to uh, no. to nominate this, we did have a couple of people that actually wrote in their favorite. So we heard from uh, Jim Samuel specifically is the one that kind of spurred this idea. But uh, he took the survey and, and all that kind of good stuff. Anyway, but he said that he offered up his favorite recommendation, even though we didn't ask for it. And it was, and I don't have any idea what episode this is from. Do you know offhand? It was when I when I recommended a tractor, which mm-hmm. unlike a calculator and some of the other things um, that we've recommended, like the rubber wedding band that, that have become pretty popular and Anyway, stuff that people would actually buy. Uh, I recommended a, a real tractor, like a John Deere tractor, um, <laughs> specifically by model and, and all that kind of good stuff. You did, you did, and I yeah. remember I remember we weren't able to link to our Amazon account for that because oddly no. enough, Amazon doesn't sell tractors. No, they don't sell John Deere's, at least not those particular ones. Um, so anyway, he, he liked that. And uh, crazy or strange enough, we also heard from our uh, 2017 fan of the year, uh, mm-hmm. your mother-in-law, Susan, um, with more of a really <laughs> kind, of a, <laughs> kind of a response. But uh, in any case, the tractor made an impact. So we're going to give the uh, best recommendation of 2017 to the uh, John Deere 3032E uh, tractor. So now, now for those of you who follow, follow you on Instagram, it looks like your daughter got a mini version of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
for Christmas. Is so right? the uh, the little one, our youngest, uh, mm-hmm. loves uh, to ride on anything, tractors mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. And, and really, the tractor slash lawnmower, which is also a John Deere, is really the only thing that she can like sit in your lap and ride on. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can't really just like hold her in your lap when you're driving around in a car. So she loves the idea of the tractor. So the the, the riding lawnmower looks like the big tractor, etc. So Santa Claus was nice enough to bring her uh, her own John Deere tractor. So nice. she's pretty excited about that. So nice. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're reaching the end here, Reed. And so this has been a, a heck of a year for us. I really had a great time, Reed. You, if I could give out an award for the best co-host for a podcast, I would say you, Reed, because <laughs> we have been, <laughs> maybe I could, I just gave you that award, but it's been a lot of fun, Reed. I really had a lot of, lot of great time over the, over the year. We've learned a lot. You and I have developed a, a great rapport and I, I just have a lot of fun doing this. I'm looking forward to the next year. Yeah, I agree, and I I, um, I feel like what you know, kind of the best is yet to come as far as this goes, and we've mm-hmm. got some other things in the pipeline that I think our listeners will be uh, interested in knowing more about, and so we'll have more and more things to talk about as kind of January gets started. But we certainly appreciate everybody's feedback, thoughts, and support. And I thought maybe as we kind of round this out, part of the listener survey, we asked for people to give us their feedback and tell us what they think. And so just a couple of things that we heard. One comment was, "I listen every week. This podcast." Podcast fills a void, which thank you very much. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, well done. Very conversational. Uh, great start. Great growth into a full podcast with very thoughtful content. One can learn something from your podcast and apply to business life. You know, so all all great comments. Keep up the uh, good work. You're awesome, uh, etc. So it's it's great. It's great. Yeah. So we we really appreciate uh, all the kind words. Uh, again, the ratings and reviews over on iTunes um, help others find it, and so mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate those as well. That is great. So, Reed, I thought maybe a great way to close out this podcast, instead of doing recommendations, since it is the new year, uh, why don't we do uh, New Year's resolutions for, for next year, for 2018? Uh, should I start, or did you want to start with a resolution? Go ahead. Okay. So from my perspective, um, as I'm thinking about the upcoming year, you know, this this last year, 2017, was a crazy year. When it started and it's ending a lot differently than it started. So, you know, you really don't know where the future is, what the future has in store. But one of the things that I'm really resolving to do, regardless of what the future has for us in terms of this, I resolve to continue to use this podcast and just this medium as a way to communicate ideas, thoughts, best practices, things that I learn. I mean, I learned so much from doing this podcast. I resolved to continue to, to almost double down on this podcast and continue to use this as a great opportunity to learn what's going on, what's what's happening in the future in our industry, because we're going through a lot of changes and I'm just looking forward to seeing what it is. And so you heard it there. Chris is now going to do the podcast twice a week. He's going to do that. <laughs> So, no, we are not doing the podcast twice a week. So, but there may be some other listening opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, uh, more, to, more to come on that. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'd say it's hard to say it kind of better than you did as far as um, learning uh, from others. And, and I think, so I, I guess what I'm going to resolve to do is try to look for, try to make a concerted effort to include and look for experts that 
or even further or stretch my knowledge a little bit further than what I currently have versus just finding people that I know and can kind of reiterate my viewpoint, I guess, if that makes any sense at all. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there'll be some of that, obviously. I mean, we, Chris and I are blessed to have a pretty, pretty robust network of folks that we know. And we certainly want to have those people on because I think, you know, with the rapport that we have with a lot of individuals, it makes for makes for a good interview and, and things like that. But I want to continue to find folks that maybe I don't know uh, specifically and, you know, use it really as a learning experience mm-hmm. uh, for me and hopefully for those for those that listen. Well, and so what that means is, is that we are going to really count heavily on, on all of you that are out there, all of our listeners, all of our experts, all of our sponsors to really help us expand and stretch our knowledge in this space. So we look forward to kind of walking down the path with you next year and seeing what, you know, at the end of 2018, what our year end podcast will be like. But it's been a heck of a lot of fun, Reed, and um, I'm just wishing everybody has a great 2018. Absolutely. And so for the last time in 2017, he's Chris Boyer and I'm Reed Smith, and we'll see you next year.